Good morning, Kian. Oh, good morning, Carla. It's so early <laughs> up on a Saturday morning to be recording a podcast. It actually is. But scheduling problems and the fact that I'm now on a 62-hour work week, um, well, this week anyway. Why did you have to go and get a job? I'm literally losing work and have more free time and you have never been busier in your life. This is actually very true. All I do now is go to work, come home and try and sleep because I can't even, I get home and I can't even sleep. So you know what? It is what it is. But scheduling problems means that we're now at an 11 a.m. on a Saturday morning. Yeah, best time to be doing a podcast. It's got a different vibe to it. I'm eating, I'm eating porridge and drinking coffee, but yep. I think it's still going to be good. That won't annoy me. <laughs> Ice cream mark too. Yeah. This is the first real meal of my week. Good, aren't you? So I don't normally have uh, breakfast, but I thought, you know what, Carla, have some porridge. Because... What did you have for dinner last night, Carla, actually? <laughs> I had pick and mix at 2 a.m. <laughs> ah, balance. <laughs> It's all about balance, Kian. Yes. Anyway. It's been a hard week, particularly in terms uh-huh. of news, because there's been very little. I found a news story just before we started because I couldn't really find anything. And the title of the story from the Washington Post is Gwyneth Paltrow says Rob Lowe's wife taught her how to perform oral sex. <laughs> I Who's Rob Lowe's wife? Uh, Do we know? It's Cheryl Burkhoff. I, so no, no one knows. No, I've, I've no idea who she is. Uh, she's a makeup artist. She's like a film and television makeup artist. Herself and Paltrow became fast friends in 1989, apparently. And apparently, before makeup on the set of St. Elmo's Fire, taught Gwyneth Paltrow how to give the best oral sex. There you go. Line up. She's going to start giving seminars on it. This is a money-making scheme, if I've ever seen one. Everything I know <laughs> about Gwyneth Paltrow... I know by force. You know what I mean? Because there was the thing yeah. she was selling like candles that smell like her vagina. Oh yeah. The Netflix series called The Goop Lab, which was about her vagina. Just be in Marvel movies and be just just stop. Is she in Marvel yeah, movies? Yeah, she's Tony Stark's wife, Pepper Potts. Oh god. Yeah. I think she, she she actually stopped wanting to be in them after Iron Man 3. I think she was like, "No, absolutely fuck this." And then she, It's all about my vagina, guys. Yeah, and then she was <laughs> she, I'm I'm focusing on my art, my vagina. Yeah. What else has been happening this week, Carla? Cuz I only had one bit of news. I actually read this last night when I got home from work, but Elon Musk is developing a new system where you can get music streamed directly to your brain. And someone was like, isn't that just earphones? <laughs> Doesn't music just go directly to my brain anyway? Like when I hear it in a room, yeah. what is happening? I'm confused. It looks like, an, it looks like a hearing aid, the prototype. I'm a bit confused. I didn't really read much into it. I saw the headline and thought, sounds like something I'm not going to afford. <laughs> so it must be, it must be bypassing the ear and just registering in your brain why why would you bother so no one else can hear it unless actually maybe let's take a nice sweet turn on this maybe it's really going to help people who have uh, who can't hear yeah deaf people. maybe deaf people will be able to listen to music although i have a feeling that's not what he's developing it for knowing no he's... uh what how knowing him as intimately as i do yeah. <laughs> he's probably doing something real weird with it do you remember like three yeah. years ago when elon musk was like gonna be the savior of humanity and he was great not really i was obsessed with him and i thought he was brilliant 
because I was like, he's going to bring people to Mars. He's going to set up the Mars colony. He's going to do this. Now he's just gone completely off the rails. He is the man who created Tesla. Am I correct? He created Tesla and SpaceX. He's a bit insane, isn't he? He's just naming his kids after fucking model airplanes or whatever that child is going to grow up and just strangle them to death if we're lucky yeah. because that would make a great headline in 2040 yeah. anyway Kala, i think that's the news because anyway, nothing yeah. happened this week hopefully something more interesting will happen by next week interesting but not um, sad disastrous please yeah god <laughs> like <laughs> anyway uh so the topic for this week Kala is slightly mm-hmm. quarantine induced it's staycations mm-hmm. and we staycation are talking about staycations because i came home from a staycation on thursday and it was amazing tell me about <laughs> it review it for reviewing me. okay i'm gonna review each part i and uh how many seven friends went down to kerry which is in the south of ireland must be nice to have seven friends it, i'm telling you actually um i only know six <laughs> of them if I'm honest, one of them I met well, there. Well, must be nice to have six friends. <laughs> <laughs> so from Dublin, Kerry's about a four-hour drive. Get yeah, a bit carsick, and it felt a bit oh. nauseous going down. But we passed two iconic Irish landmarks on the way down. One is the Nace Ball, a roadside art piece. Like Stonehenge? Um, not <laughs> quite. Like the Angel of the North? it's more (laughs) it's more like this so it's a big ball with road signs on it road crap yeah but it has a cult following now and it has a massive twitter following as well so road crap ball does what to have a twitter following does it tweet no well it does yeah but it's it's just beautiful look at it it's a beautiful beautiful road sign ball just outside a nice looks strange it's beautiful uh, the other place we stopped on the way down for our breakfast was the Barack Obama Plaza. Okay. So when Barack Obama came over to Ireland, he um, visited his ancestral home in Ireland, and um, which is Moneygall, and they erected statues and a service station for the, for Barack Obama. <laughs> I love everything about this it, because it just looks like a little chef, but they've replaced the word little chef with Barack Obama. <laughs> it's so good. You can take photos with Barack and Michelle oh, and it's just it's just a service station. It's got a supermax in it oh, and a Papa John's. Oh my God. The picture you're showing me, the caption is Barack Obama Plaza failing to live up to promises. <laughs> I don't know what it could possibly mean by that because I thought it was excellent. <laughs> it sounds like it's got a great review score from you. Yeah. Oh, Barack Obama Plaza, solid, I'm going to say 8 out of 10 and I'll explain why. So we stopped there because we needed to have breakfast because we were going hiking before we went to our accommodation. And I got a big two litre bottle of water. And then on my way out, I decided I'm going to get myself an ice cream. So I was going through the little shop and I was carrying my two litre bottle of water. I was like, oh shit, if I go up to the counter with this two litre bottle of water, which I already bought, they're going to think I'm trying to rob it because I'm not going to pay for it. So I went outside and I put the bottle of water in the car and then I was going back inside to pay for the Cornetto when I realised I'm already outside with this Cornetto. So I just turned around and walked back to the car. I stole a Cornetto. You little thief. I know. 
I've never stolen anything I'm in my life. I'm not being dramatic, but I'm going to call the police. <laughs> yeah. That's why I'm only giving it an 8 out of 10. They should have security guards that are watching people stealing Cornettos. Wow, you really got away with yeah, that one. It's delicious. The secret ingredient is crime. The best ingredient in, in every it dish. Was just, I was just like, yeah, fuck the police. I'm going to have me a Cornetto. <laughs> So then, yeah, later in the day we went on and we went hiking. Kala, can you give me a quick review of hiking? Because I have a very low score for hiking. I love hiking. Do you? I, I love doing outdoorsy exercise. Like I love bike rides and hiking and things like that. So I'd give it quite a high one, like a, a seven because I still exercise, like I'm not insane. But also I really like it. You get a view, you get a sweat on, you feel like you're doing something with your day. Normally you get to chat shit with your friend that you're walking with i hate it i hate hiking <laughs> it's the worst what do you hate about it it's just walking without purpose <laughs> it's just so much work and then when you get to the top you're like okay this is beautiful this is worth it but then you have to walk exactly. back to the car and that bit is the same distance and it's not worth it but it's downhill at that point you might as well just chuck yourself hill is not what we faced so in Karen Hill, there's like three parts. There's getting mm. to the mountain. There's the devil's mm -hmm. ladder. That sounds fun. Sounds doesn't dangerous. It? Yeah. And doesn't then it just? There's the Karen Hill bit. It sounds like Death Valley, you know, like Death Valley where they're yeah. like, oh, it'll be fine. Go on a hike down there. Yeah. Death Valley. To describe the devil's ladder, basically it is vertical mm -hmm. and you just climb up massive big rocks with little streams of water coming through just to make it slippery enough that you'll have a bad time. I was going to say, that sounds quite serene and delightful, but it was It not. was tough going. Like, it was physically tough and kind of mentally challenging. But when we got to the top, mm. it was quite nice. Then we had to climb the rest of the mountain, which took about 40 minutes, I'd say, or maybe an hour, and it was just grueling because we were so tired from climbing the Devil's Ladder. It was just, oh, mm. I was so exhausted. But then at the top, which was nice, I got to take out my drone and I did some videos. And I took some photos. Oh, yes, I saw that on your Instagram. Yeah, it was really fun. Looked delightful. Best thing about doing a drone shot at the top of a mountain is you can't crash into anything. You'd like to think. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was good. Especially the highest mountain in Ireland. If I crashed into anything, I'm a bit of a fool. Pretty much for the rest of that day, we were drinking. Because what else would you do? Ah. That's yeah. really what staycations are. On a staycation especially, obviously you did explore a little bit, but there's not tons to explore. It's still the same country that yeah. you live in. It's still essentially like the culture's not different. There's nothing to really embrace. Yeah. So you're not doing all that cultural stuff in the day. You're just getting fucked yeah. up. Boy, did we. Ugh, I don't doubt it. It was one of those nights where I had to take a break for about half an hour and I went into a dark room mm. and I lay down and I was like, I could fall asleep, except they're all screaming Kate Nash foundations. So I just walked back That's outside sad. and I was just like, I'm so tired. And they just grabbed me and they were <laughs> pulling me in and we were dancing. I think a staycation is a nice alternative for this year only. Because yeah. I have one booked. I have one, me and my mum were meant to be going to Italy. I was going to take her away just for her birthday. And actually we've changed it to Torquay. Yeah. The Italy of you know, England. That's what they say. Yeah. <laughs> I thought if I can't take her somewhere exotic, I'll take her to the English Riviera. Yeah. So we're going down there. It's going to be nice. Well, hopefully, you know, touch wood. The weather's great. Otherwise, it's going to be shit. That is the problem with staycations, particularly in England and Ireland. Like the weather's rubbish. Like we got yeah. blessed with the weather. I think it was about 24 degrees the next day because yeah, we went to the beach. I got a little bit sunburned, as I am one to do. 
But if it was lash and rain, it would have been just mm. the most miserable of four days. Yeah, that's the thing. If like Torquay ends up being rainy, it's gonna be shit because it's you know it's mountainy and it's yeah. or mountainy, it's hilly. Do you know what Dingle is famous <laughs> for, Kala? No. Dingle is famous for a dolphin called Fungi. I just think at this point you could be making. This <laughs> I hate Fungi. He's a big wet bitch. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Right. So I. <laughs> Went into Dingle and everyone was going, we have to get a picture with the statue. We have to get the picture with the statue of Fungi. And I was like, okay. And then mm. I saw it and it was small. Like Fungi is the size of like an Alsatian or an Abador. Oh. And I was like, this is so disappointing. And they're like, but it's a life-size statue. And I was like, don't make statues life-sized. That's boring. Especially don't make it life-size if the life-size thing is pretty small. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like just exaggerate. This is art, not fat. Yeah. You know. I think there's a statue in Russia dedicated to all the mice that have ever been in lab experiments and it's like a, it's a statue of a mouse but it's a big statue it's not a mouse sized statue <laughs> no, no, true to size yeah but it's got a massive plaque imagine that it's a it's a tiny <laughs> mouse you're like looking for it <laughs> it's a tiny mouse on a massive pedestal jesus oh god so what a place after we saw fungi's statue and went kind of round Dingle. We went for a drive and we saw some beautiful sights of Ireland. We saw Skellig Michael, which is where they filmed all of Luke Skywalker's island in The Last Jedi. Mm. Yeah, it's very interesting. I assumed that was Hawaii. No. No, 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 no. I'm thinking of Jurassic Park. (laughs) I'm so tired. (laughs) Some people get Hawaii and Carrie mixed up. That's what they do. They do say Dingle was the... Hawaii of Ireland. is a gale-talked area. So when we were driving around there, I took the drone out again. I got some nice shots. And then we went down to this little pier so we could go swimming. And I took the drone out just before I went swimming. And I did a big curved shot of these like sea stack, big rocks sticking out of the ocean. And I was like, cool, this is deadly. And I went too close to a headland Mm. and I crashed the drone. Mm. Oh, God. Yeah. And I was... You don't have your drone license? I... It doesn't matter. You can still crash a car if you have a license. Well, I've touched wood not done it. Yeah. <laughs> so we, we managed to, like, find the headland. And then I managed to, me and a friend, climb down. It was real dodge. Like, it was not a safe way to do this at all. Uh-uh. But we managed to find it and get it back. And I got all the footage, including the footage of me crashing the drone, which is great. Well, that's perfect footage. That's what you want. You want an outtakes reel. And then I jumped into the water because I needed to cool down. I was quite stressed. I got hot mm. and uh, I was uh-huh. going to jump in the water. And I was wearing my swimming togs. And I was like, I if I jump into the water now, I'm going to be in wet swimming togs for the rest of the day. Mm-hmm. So I took them off. Skinny dipping. Skinny dipping. I dived in completely in the nude. Skinny dipping in the great Honolulu Dingle Ocean. Yes. It wasn't that cold, but it sure did look like I was cold. <laughs> that doesn't seem like an ocean. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like maybe it was a U-boat. Yeah. Besides that, like we went surfing, we got food out. It was nice. Like it was proper holiday stuff. I'm really into surfing mm. now. I've never been surfing before. Managed to stand up on the board. Well, that makes one of us. I went surfing once and I was a knee lady. A knee lady. I was on my knees. Yeah. I was on my knees the whole time. Yeah. I surfed the way I live. <laughs> Some advice I have for people doing staycations mm-hmm. and that with their mates. And just general advice with your mates. Bring some cameras. Not your phones. Who owns cameras anymore? I'd have to buy 
disposable cameras. You know, I don't own a camera. Actually, no, I do own a camera. I'm a liar. <laughs> I have an Instax. <laughs> Buy disposable cameras because then you can get the photos printed out straight away. But it really upsets me that when you develop them and you look at them, some of them are just so shit. Yeah. Well, I have my old digital camera and it's fine. There's a little bit of alcohol on it. I have to give it a clean. I won't lie. Mm. But some yeah. of the photos are just so good. They're so fun. And then you have them forever as well. I was just looking there. I'm going to get them printed out. And you can get like 150 photos for like 25 euro. Well, yeah, I mean, it's not a bad deal. No, and I'll have them forever and it's great. Can I just say quickly, um, I'm really sorry. I can hear a trampoline. <laughs> I hope it doesn't come out on the audio. Also, I keep hearing this trampoline. <laughs> like I hear kids jumping on this trampoline a lot. And I've never seen a trampoline in any of the houses near mine. Oh, you've got a ghost Like, trampoline. I can't see a trampoline, but I can hear a trampoline. Not in my, like, not in my head, like out no, here. No, it's in your head. also in here. <laughs> Elon Musk is directly pumping trampolines into your head. <laughs> I don't know where the trampoline's coming from. I hear it at least once a day. It's always in the morning, people trampolining. I don't who's know who's doing it. trampolining first thing in the morning? Every, every time I'm in my room at the moment. Like, not at night, always in the morning, I can hear it. And I'm like... It's been really, really rainy here the last few days, so none of the children have been yeah. outside playing, and I've been in bliss. It's uh, I know I sound I like love it Scrooge, when children don't play. but fucking hell. Kids are so yeah. loud, and the ones by my house are so mean to each other, they literally call each other the worst names possible. Like, they're swearing. It's not like they're just calling each other like a poopy head. They're calling them like an asshole. <laughs> and I'm just looking out my window, I'm going, Jesus Christ. You know what? I think I'd rather them call themselves ass or call each other assholes than be trampolining yeah. at eleven a.m. But there we go. Anyway, sorry. Please continue. I just don't know. I'm not sure if that's going to come uh, on the audio, and it's stopped now. I don't know so. much else I have. One thing you shouldn't do on a staycation is bring your laptop and edit a podcast at five a.m. while you're very, very drunk. You messaged <laughs> me and were like, "I think I did a pretty good job," <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I'll be the judge of that." <laughs> And you know what, guys? Pretty good job. Thank you. Someone messaged me yesterday and was just like, it's a bit quiet in parts. I was like, yeah, listen, you get what you get. That's pretty much it for my lovely holiday. I'd proper review a 10 out of 10. Beautiful time. Beautiful yeah. people. Have you ever <laughs> been on a staycation, Carla? Uh, I went to Edinburgh once. Guess that counts. And I thought I collapsed a lung. <laughs> no, I hadn't. It was just really cold. <laughs> so basically, I went on like a late Valentine's Day with my ex-boyfriend and... It was freezing, like February, yeah. so cold. And we went out drinking, had a great time. In the morning, I woke up and I was like, had this pain in my lung and I couldn't breathe and I felt so unwell. And I was like, well, we need to go to the hospital. Jesus. And he was like, let's hold off on that. Um, I was like Googling it. I was like, I'm not being funny, babe. I might have a collapsed lung. And he was like, probably not. And I was like, uh, <laughs> dying in bed, maybe. Um, it was the first time you were introduced to fresh air. <laughs> My lungs just could not keep yeah. up. It, London lungs can't survive in the wild. Yeah. Basically, I had some ibuprofen, had some rest, went out, got Thai food. I felt great. Yeah. So, <laughs> moral of that story is staycations don't always end up in a collapsed lung, but they could. Yeah. Oh, I got a souvenir yeah. when I was on holidays as well. I got a yo-yo. Oh, yeah. Yo-yo. I've not seen a yo-yoing fucking. See, years. I used to yo all the time. Oh, oh, did yeah. you? Oh, professional yo no but just when i was editing if i had a break i would just you know i'd throw the yo i'd throw about the yo oh. i'd walk the dog <laughs> um for the audio medium 
Kian is now yoing. <laughs> I'm just having a yo. I'd love to get oh, really God. good at yo-yoing. Do you remember that time, like in school? I don't know if this happened in Ireland, but it happened in England where everyone became like obsessed with yo-yoing, and we had people come in to show us all the tricks. No way. And they tried to sell us. And they tried to sell us yo-yos, and we all bought them. That's insane. We had the same with kazoos. We had like two trends: yo-yos and kazoos. And someone came in and was like showing us all the tricks, like walk the dog and the the cradle one yeah. and all the like fancy shit. So thinking you could do it, and there was like you could buy this book and a yo-yo for like a fiver from the school office. And guess what? Everyone was yo-yoing. Jesus Christ. That seems like a crime. It does seem, now I think about it, it does seem a bit odd that they got this random person to come in to sell us stuff. Yeah. Hey kids, why don't you come in and uh, buy a Netflix subscription? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and then we, they did the same with kazoos and you could pick them up at the school office and you could buy your refill papers when they got too wet. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> So staycation's pretty good. I think they're a 10 out of 10, particularly this year, because like you shouldn't go abroad. I think that's it, Kala. Uh, what's the next segment yeah. called again? I think it might be time for Kala after dark mm. at 11.45 a.m. Is <laughs> Kala <laughs> after dark? Yes, oh, we're having a very it's... early Kala after dark today. And it's a more wholesome... Yeah. Uh, topic this week so actually maybe this is better yeah. we're not doing a specific question this week we're talking first dates yes something not nice. the rubbish tv show but do you know i nearly got on that tv show oh, of course you yeah did. <laughs> i applied as a background dater and then when i told my mom she was so disgusted at me doing it that she really yeah she was like how dare you how dare you i was like you've never had a problem with me doing anything dumb before it's weird that it's this yeah. And it was a background dare. I don't think she fully understood that. But my friend Noel went on to it and uh, he had his first date with a woman and uh, uh, they're not going out, to say the least. <laughs> it did not go, as they would say, well. No. Have you ever been no. on a blind date? A blind date? No. No. See, I don't think they happen anymore because like my mate has set me up with people and like when we go and meet up, we've already been texting for like a week. Yeah. yeah. So is that blind going in? Not really. You can stalk them on social media as well. That's what I mean. If you know their name, you can already stalk them. You already know a little bit about them. So maybe you can steer the conversation. Yeah, you show up to the blind date and go, how was uh, your uncle's holiday in Corfu in 2011? <laughs> He's like, what school did you go to before they've got it out of their mouth? You've said it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. As we know, I'm currently not dating. No. Although I did give my number out in a in the heat of a moment on Saturday night and the man's been texting me. And how's that going? If you saw the messages, Kian, you'd say this is the most desperate man in England. He's messaged me two paragraphs and then I left it a couple of days because I was busy. I've been working. So I then sent him like a line back. He then replied another kind of paragraph message. I didn't reply because I was at work. So he sent another one. He suggested date wise, he was like, oh, maybe I could come like, we could go out after a shift. I said I was so busy. He was like, after a shift? Or maybe I could come to your work during a shift. Mm, okay. During a shift? After a shift is not the worst idea in the world. Like, sometimes you finish a shift early. I know you're not. But, yeah. like, even if it's a late enough one, you could be all right. If he wants to pick me up at 1am. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> not the worst idea in the world. It's a bit creepy for a first date. Yeah. But during? During a shift is really, really bad. What does he think I'm do it like i am busy like i'm running around i'm gonna be like oh hey bye what's the worst like, job 
that would be in i think surgeon imagine showing up in the middle of a surgery <laughs> and just going so Singing. what's your job like and just looking at them leaning over someone's carcass but the worst part about it is that they'd have to scrub in to be in the room yeah <laughs> oh this is fun <laughs> yeah they're like cleaning their hands so all the way extra. down yeah so i don't think it's really gonna work out with this guy mainly because i don't want to date and giving him my number was a mistake in the first place yeah. but also it's because my friend got a little drunk last week and she thought it'd be really funny to write my number out in pebbles oh yeah i saw that bar yeah. we were at. i don't know why because i told her i did i don't want to give my number to people where she thought it'd be really funny and that's how we got this man's attention he's obviously then got the idea that i wanted to give my yeah. number away which i didn't actually talking to the same friend she went on a date last night went very well yeah um she thinks she might like him why so why did it go well i haven't really had much time to talk to her because she was texting me at 2am and i was trying to pass out Right, because I was so tired. But it was the, it was the guy who's been messaging me's friend. Okay, so we met them on the same night. Oh, so you were diving on a grenade? It seems like yeah. it. I've, d- I've dove on the frame grenade. Yeah, I've done that a few times. Um, but so she's gone on this date. She just said that he was like nice to talk to. Yep. It seemed easy going. He wasn't pressury. They're gonna go out again. They've been messaging. You know that kind of which is nice. I'm like that's where I'm happy for her. Great. Good. Love doesn't exist, but sounds nice. Carla, on a first date, yes. do you ever go home with the guy? <laughs> um, um, wait. Okay. Let me think. Okay. So my first ever boyfriend, I did go home with him, but it was first year of uni. And I didn't sleep with him. I just let him finger me. Great. So I think, and we just kissed a bit. Yep. And then in the morning, it was all, and we were together for a while. I mean, we've been in, a, we were in a, a shit situation shit for like five years so okay. and i didn't sleep with him on the first date actually i've got a good story about my last boyfriend i asked him out on the first date very good i had just got out of a relationship with the first guy and it'd been going on for too long and it was really shit and it was rubbish and i've been working with this guy we but when we first met we didn't really get along like i thought he was stuck up he thought i was a bitch like and we were all out on a work night out and i turned to a friend and i was like i'm gonna ask him out to dinner and she was like what i was like do you think he'd be like into it she was like i don't know so i went over and i was like hey do you want to like go out for dinner this week like on a date he was like yeah sure so like next night we go out and it was great and we were together for two years and it was a great relationship there you go um i offered to pay as everyone should i offered to pay because i asked him out as well i was like you didn't ask me Mm. out why would i ask expect you to pay but he refused and he paid for dinner and then i paid for the drinks after and he walked me home we didn't even kiss he walked me to my door said good night and then he sent me a very lovely text and it was the start of something nice so first dates can work if you're in the mindset for them i have the greatest tip for paying on a date oh yeah right? because it is awkward and like yeah everyone should offer and you should split a 50 50 but it is nice to have your dinner paid for you yeah right? here's the tip doesn't matter if you're a man or a woman doing this right go up to the bathroom once the meal is done find your waitress mm-hmm. and say can i pay for that meal now with you here please so they don't have to come to the table and then when you go back you go do you want a head and they're like we have to pay for the meal and it's like oh no i already covered it oh what a smooth fucking move. just wrapped around someone at work told me that once oh, it's smooth as hell smooth as hell it's great isn't it if a guy pulled that move on me i would be ready to go home mm. with him on the first day <laughs> it's a good one oh yeah i would enjoy that one quite a lot most of my first dates are usually drinks like we just go for drinks yeah but again a lot of the first dates i'm going on 
end up only being first dates. So you do go home on a first date, yeah. you little hussy. I know, I know. <laughs> it's really bad. And it's grand. Sometimes we get a second date out of it. Rarely a yeah. third. It's three is the magic number, isn't yeah. it? Like you want to avo- almost avoid three. I think once you've been on three dates, it's to that point where you then have to make a decision. Like, mm. And if nothing's gone wrong, it feels awkward ending it. So really two is the magic number, yeah. actually. I think drinks are a good bet i think the reason the only reason i went for dinner with the my last boyfriend was because we knew each other yeah. so i didn't feel like cause sometimes dinner can be so awkward oh yeah actually a year later maybe quite deep into our relationship i remember him telling me that on our first date he was starving because what he picked was actually quite small he didn't realize like we I think he picked like a risotto yeah and he's like he's a gym guy i mean not massively big but like Needs to he eat. was eating a lot to try and bulk a bit yeah. and he was like i can't remember what i got and what he got but i remember he had like a risotto thing because he was like i was trying to eat so slowly to keep up with you like at the pace of you and he was like i was so hungry (laughs) because it just wasn't enough he was like we didn't know each other well enough for me to be like whereas like into our relationship if he was hungry still we would have just ordered more but like at the time he was like it we were not there and i was like oh my god i'm gonna have to eat when i get home what i'm waiting for is that first date where like you actually get a butterfly when you want when you go to kiss yeah you're actually excited like i've not had that in so long where i've actually been excited about a guy or like excited about a date probably the last time was my um, ex-boyfriend and that was i mean that first date was about what four years ago yeah and it's so strange like that you actually get excited and like you're like wanting to see them whereas i just haven't had that since and like I just would like a kiss to be nice rather than the shag to be good. Yeah, definitely. At this point, that's what I'm looking for. It's maybe more of like a really nice kiss. What has been your worst first date? We know this. I already told this story. Oh yeah, it was Keys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm trying to think if there's been a second bad one, but Keys was genuinely like, it put me off dating. I've not dated since. (laughs) I just thought I can't deal with this kind of men thinking they can just walk into my home yeah. slash essentially just he was expecting me to put out and nothing about our date had screamed that to so me so you can't expect someone to put out on the first date no even though especially I think the majority of the dates I've had I've put out and put out. the other person <laughs> has as well but you can't expect it and that's particularly bad if you live at home because as you probably know everyone's mother likes a little text at the end of the night where are you going to be staying when are you coming home mm. And mm-hmm. if you're on a first date and you're like, am I going back to their house? Oh, I don't want to text my mom. So I'm not coming home because she'll lock the gate and I can't get in. Yeah. I remember one time I was in a taxi on my way home, but we were sharing the taxi to a certain point, And I had just my phone in my hand, ready to send two different texts to my mom. <laughs> and then when, when she got out of the car, she was like, do you want to come into mine? I was like, yeah, one second. And I just typed out the text. And <laughs> mom, said, I'm in. Boom. <laughs> Send. And I could never oh, tell my mom that as well. I couldn't tell her, oh yeah, I'm going to, you know, sleep with someone on a first date. So it was always like, I'm going yeah. to stay at my friend Ryan's house. Oh God. I love the excitement of a first, first date. First dates can the be best so exciting. That's why I enjoy so many of them so much. But I've also had dates where I'm like, this is scary and it, I'm not into it. This person's telling me about them doing meth and like how they... <laughs> How they've been stabbed Aww. and I'm just like oh like trying to ring up my mom like mom I want to be pick pick me up I want to go home that's like an awkward one where you're like you're telling me too much on a first date I think oh, there's like, the don't do fear that. of yeah, that yeah, yeah, some yeah. people some people tell you their life story on the first date and you're thinking ooh, maybe you should have waited six months in yeah. before you told me about the meth <laughs> so I'm a big enough man 
Carla, you've seen me drink. I can put them away. You can yeah. indeed. Not all like women are as big as me and can put them away as quickly. And I went on a date with this woman and she was going fucking drink for drink with me. And she just got so drunk and she was just getting so randy, we'll say. Okay. And she just started <laughs> taking my hand and like, like, it's fine taking someone's hand and playing with their hand. That's okay to do in a bar. Mm-hmm. She then started sucking on my fingers in the middle of a bar. Oh, God. That's not okay. Oh, no. And I was just like, please don't do that. And she wouldn't stop. I was just like... The- oh, my I was God. Just like, oh, my God. Do you want to get out of here? She goes, no, I've nowhere to go. And I was like, well, then why are you doing this? I'm so embarrassed for her. It was so weird. I'm going to finish off with my ideal date. And I think it's a great date. Yeah just going forward so 10 out of 10 cocktail date mm-hmm. right because you get loose quick mm-hmm. right but in a bar that also serves like nachos or some small food you have such low expectation why what what for a perfect first date that's all i want you want just nachos and cocktails and you don't yeah i mean no i do but I would say it's my perfect first date. What would your be? I think my perfect first date would be like... He brings me onto his yacht. No, like a picnic maybe in a park. Really? Something where I can't drink. <laughs> because my judgment does get impaired. Like we could have maybe a bottle of rosé okay. with this really... But like a nice picnic, you know, like a charcuterie board. Ooh. You know, like I'm not talking sausage rolls. I'm talking like fancy near like a lake or a river or the serpentine in Hyde Park. Something like that. Where there's also activities and we he plays a harp. There's a, no, there's activities we could do, like go on the serpentine on those little pedlos or whatever. But also, it's a picnic with the cute little bus. Maybe, like I said, a prosecco or a rose. Nothing where I can get so fucked up that I'm like, just take me home. Nah. You know what I mean? I I don't like that because it's a lot of planning and like it could go wrong. Whatever. I want just fucking gin and tonics and <laughs> Long Island iced Guacamole. tea. And then you can get absolutely <laughs> hammered. Maybe at most one kiss in the bar. Oh, you don't want to go home with them either. Oh no, I'll go home with them. But in the bar, one kiss. Oh. <laughs> right? I'm not a big public display of affection person, right? And I've been okay. on dates before where I've kissed them in the bar. Just to kind of seal the kind of deal. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. is this, where's yeah. this going? Is, is this going well? And they were like, thanks. But I hate doing that in a public space. And I was like, oh my God, same. Thank God. All right. And they were like, yeah, let's just go back to mine and do it. I was like, excellent, excellent, excellent answer. Ding, 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 ding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, see, I just, I would like a nice little kiss at this picnic, but a butterfly kiss. Do you know what I mean? Where you get the butterflies. I know I'm sounding like a little bit like a soppy romantic. Yeah. And maybe the last five, ep- the last five episodes have not uh, lent that to me. I feel like that doesn't at sound very At the start of Carla after brand. Dark, you were just like, yeah, I went home and let him finger me. <laughs> And now you're just like, yeah, you're no. describing a fucking Jane Austen novel. Well, let's end on first dates can be delightful. I think. I think a seven. Maybe I'll give them a six because I've not had. Oh, yeah, six, seven. I say I've not had amazing experience with loads of them. But the dates I have had that I've really liked have been very I'm nice. going actually with a six as well because I remembered the um, meth addict date I had. She's really ruined everything for everyone. Kata, we'll finish off with some reviews. Now, I do have some fun reviews, but I want to do one of the reviews from the Airbnb I was staying in. So this is from a person called Ryan O'Connor, who in the review said, What's up, Kevo? Kevin was the name of the person who owned the Airbnb. Lethal gaff, well rallied the sitting room, plenty of 
I think it says nasty shags had the lovely milfs on Dingle treated us well. Best wishes. <laughs> Lethal gas. Lethal gas. <laughs> That's a bit of Dublin I terminology for you. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> what a geezer. Yeah, exactly. I like to think he's called Gary. No, his name is Ryan O'Connor. <laughs> oh yeah, he told me. Look, I'm look, Kian, I'm gonna have to have a nap before work. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I've got some proper, proper reviews. What are we reviewing? I found the worst reviews or best reviews for sex toys. I can't remember, but they're very, very, I would say, graphic. Okay. So the first one. Your reviews are the reason we have to have a uh, parental advisory (laughs) on this podcast. (laughs) The first one is for Dr. Joel Kalpin, throbbing, powerful, flickering tongue vibrator. Now, it is a... um, item from love honey it costs 29.99 dollars and the review says let me tell you i have wasted two full days on this toy and i regret nothing (laughs) that's the full review just two straight days i like to think that the lady didn't even sleep yeah no i don't think she did she probably got very dehydrated she probably hooked herself up to an iv before starting yeah just clit licked to the end (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the next one is the we vibe unite remote control usb rechargeable clitoral and g-spot vibrator so it's one of those like love sense ones okay yeah, yeah. and it's um 99.99 so the we vibe was still at full throttle and working on a by now highly sensitive clitoris girlfriend was begging me to stop people were noticing there was still nothing i could do I tried the button again to no effect. So this person is in a public place controlling a vibrator mm. on his girlfriend. Oh, like the love eggs. Yeah. Cam girls use those. Yes. And I won't say why I know that. <laughs> You're going to have to take it out, I said. And with that, girlfriend arched back in her chair, slipped her hand down the front of her jeans and extracted the device. Unfortunately, as she extracted it, it was er uh, slippery. She tried to serotipulously pass it to me across the table. Remember, it was still buzzing, albeit quietly, but somehow it snagged the top of my pint glass as she handed it over and it slipped out <laughs> of her fingers and plopped into my beer. <laughs> now, the Wee Vibe is very quiet and normal use. However, when submerged on full power in a glass of beer, it emits a sound not unlike that of a hornet's nest. Also, <laughs> ours is bright magenta. That's a bad first date. The worst. That's fucking good, though. Oh, That my was such God. a good Imagine. review. It was so, so vivid, and you could hear it. And also, it really built up. There was a climax to that story. Yeah, it was good. If you pardon the pun. Yeah, very good. <laughs> the last one is for Lifelike Lover Lux Realistic Silicone Dildo 8-inch Black, because of course it is. And it's $44.99. Yeah, these are, these are not that expensive. Yeah, it's fucking intimidating looking though. But it, this, yeah. this dildo is one of the suction ones, so it's got a suction cup on the bottom, so you can place it anywhere you like. And the review, shower, shower yeah, bath, I don't know. <laughs> really, wherever there's suction can happen. Space shuttle, wherever you like. <laughs> the suction on this toy is very strong. I was cleaning my toys after use and decided that while I cleaned the other toys, I would place this one on the rectangular tank on the back of the toilet to dry. 
Two minutes later, forgetting this toy was the suction cup, I grabbed it to put it away and actually pulled the whole lid off the cistern at the same time. <laughs> then I had to stand there trying to pull my dildo off and at the same time balance the lid without smashing it. While outside, my mom was hand hammering on the door asking if I was okay and what all the noise was about. <laughs> now that is also a very vivid idea. You can well, how many the stars fear did she give? All of these have five stars. Oh my god. I mean, they work. They work. Possibly too well, I think is the problem. Anyway, Carla, I think that is all for the show, because you have to get ready for work. I have to continue practicing my yo-yoing. Of course. Carla, where can we find you on socials? Um I'm at Carla Layla on Instagram and on Twitter. You are so and I have tired. a website. <laughs> I have a website um called www.absolutely dash average.com where I write um I've not actually posted this week because like I said 62 hour work week I am delirious but I will be posting again I have some cute posts so keep your eyes peeled and my Instagram is there's a Clark in the water and my Twitter is at Key and Clark one and I have a website as well called keyandclarkvideo.com all right Thank Caleb you. that's it oh wait the podcast social oh shit yeah uh, we are at not another review on Twitter, at not another review show on Instagram, and not another review show one at gmail.com for all your comments, questions, suggestions, queries, just general shenanigans. Go for it. And also, the total review of this week is, I'm going to say quite positive, I'm going to say it's about a 77.9. Go for it. I would go maybe a 68. All right, split the difference 77.9. We're really bad at endings. Goodbye. Goodbye.